You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube, and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Hello everyone, welcome to the Young Line Podcast. I'm your host Chris O'Brien and for some reason there's someone here. Please introduce yourself. Hi everyone, I'm Rob. I do the podcasts for Podmania, but I am guesting on the Young Line Podcast today. How are you Chris? I'm alright. You are essentially my boss, so I have to walk in action. <laughs> uh... I've never once thought about it that way. No, ever. definitely. Like it's it's weird. I'm like it's I'm like about one kid on the swings watching everyone go on the slide, going, "I I can be part part of something fun, and <laughs> now I can be part of something fun." It's not just me shouting, <laughs> looking at my wall. Of course, today we will be previewing the G1 special in the USA, which is turning out to be a pr- decent B show on the level of Dontaku. We'll be getting more into that later. Also, we talking about Strong Style Evolved. Not much detail because I. I don't think Rob's watched any, um, much of it, and I've only watched some of night one. So, um, no, we'll look story, at it very briefly. Some, yeah, because it's not really worth talking about because it is a Rev Pro show, and Rev Pro isn't as good as people say. Um, mm, controversial. No, no, no I agree with you. It's I don't know the fifth best promotion because at least like I'm, I'd actually put I hate what culture, but I put what culture over it at this point. Yeah, Defiant Wrestling definitely is above it. Just for yeah, names and things like that. It's not even. It's not even just names. It's the fact, like, but they're basically New Japan spot shows. Red yeah. Pro. I mean, Whereas... we said before, before we went on air, didn't we, that we mm-hmm. looked through the two nights and looking at it, it is so. And it, you know, it will be when you've got when you are teaming with a, a company like J- New Japan, but it is so mm-hmm. New Japan heavy. And considering no New it's... Japan titles were defended mm-hmm. on at the event. It was it was very New Japan heavy, very. That's that's sort of the uncanny thing about this, in that it, in terms of who's on it, and it's a New Japan show, but Rev Pro storylines were continued. Like um, one of the only things we were talking about was the Tiger Mask versus David Starr match because I'm sort of annoyed with how that went. Or even the one before, um, a few before with Ishimori and Takahashi taking on Aussie Open. Yeah, these are Rev Pro. Storylines being furthered, like Ozzy Opener teasing a breakup and David Starr with his heel run. I didn't even know he was heel in Rev Pro. Um, <laughs> he's actually a really good heel. But um, but what what else is with like I don't did any Rev Pro guys go over? I'm looking over now. Apart from possibly Walter. I think Walter I, is. He went over both nights. Yeah, he went um, over Nagata in what was probably my match of the uh, of night one. Oh, I haven't seen night two without shadow. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, um, he beat Takahashi the next night. That's sort of a downgrade. It, it is really when you when you find someone of the prestige of Nagata and then you're taking on the Tokyo mm-hmm. Pimp. Slight, slightly different matches. Um, I mean, I suppose you could say that David Starr went over on night two. He retained his British Cruiserweight Championship against El Fantasmo, Ishimori, and T- Tiger Mask. But I don't think at any point anyone thought that that was going to go any different. I mean, I know that Ishimori is getting a massive push at the moment, but Mm -hmm. there was absolutely no way he was taking the British Cruiserweight Championship here. I'm pretty sure that's why um, Tiger Mask went over. um, But it wasn't a British um, Cruiserweight um, title match on the um, night one, because 
Otherwise, it's obvious that David Starr isn't going over. That's why I sort of got annoyed when I went to, uh, on a slight segue, when I went to Ring of Honor earlier this year, when the Kingdom were like, oh, we're putting our titles on the line, like pre-show. And it was sort of like, well, the Kingdom are winning because they're not putting it on Dawson Castle, Jay Lethal, and um, Tanahashi. What an odd pairing. Well, yeah. Um, Chris Brooks actually had a good showing against Yoshihashi. Although, um, like, I love Chris Brooks. I'm annoyed he didn't go over. Yeah, I mean, he was scheduled to have a match on on night two against Jay White, and that would have been a fantastic match. But yeah, rumor um, has it that Brooks fell ill. Uh, so CCK are just fucking cursed. <laughs> like I was, Apparently I was so. talk- I actually had a. Um, I managed to when we went up to Discovery Wrestling here in Edinburgh. Um, I managed to talk to Kid Lycos, and he, it was when it, it was in January. He had he was in his sling. Yeah, and he was like, every time I get booked um, in Scotland, I get injured. It's like stop taking bookings in Scotland. <laughs> it's apparently what happens to everyone whenever they get told they're going to Scotland. Oh, I feel ill all of a sudden. <laughs> this is horrible. Oh, no. oh my shoulder. Yeah, oh, I'm no. not going to be able to go. Shit. But it's, but it's Edinburgh. It's more English than Newcastle. That is true. That is <laughs> true. Um, um, but but. And, and there's not really much to talk about with these. They were repro shows, and that's why I'm sort of annoyed at them because they. Uh, uh, the best way to tell if it's a New Japan show, if it's on New Japan World as it's happening, it's a New Japan Pan show. Yeah. Like, even if it's just single ca- camera. But fucking, the Ring of Honor shows go faster onto New Japan World than these will. Like, they were just. The ring. Like everything about it was wasn't New Japan. New Japan wouldn't run in an ice rink just because it looks so shit. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have put Tiger Mask to beat the champ. And again, I say that he did do really well in the Super Juniors, but he did. He did do well in the Super Juniors, but it's Tiger they put... Mask. They're not going to put any sort of Rev Pro Championship on him because they want to blood their own stars. Understandably, and you know. David Starr's a fantastic wrestler and just, you know, it did a lot for Tiger Mask, obviously, to beat him. He put on a fantastic match, which helped David Starr, but then David Starr went over in night two, which as we both said previously is definitely the right result. Yeah. Um, um, like, Ishimori would be great, but he's never going to be in the UK to defend that title. No, so. exactly. It's pointless. Um, because he's the only other person in that match. Because El Fantasma, I didn't think, was ever going to win. But Ishimori mm-hmm. was the only other person I thought, mm, potentially, obviously, with his new you know, having been Bone Soldier and things like that, you know, potentially because he's getting a lot of exposure in New Japan at the moment and obviously having had that fantastic run in the best of the Super Juniors. Um, quick question. Mm-hmm. Which did you prefer? Strong Style Evolved UK, what you saw of it, or Honor Rising? Mm, on, well, in terms of... Overall Honor enjoyment Rising. factor. All the way through. Honor... Not individual matches, overall shows, what did you prefer? Because I know what like, my answer is. Honor Rising was ages ago, so it's very hard to remember. Like, Honor Rising is never that memorable a show. It's not. However, but this I, year, I, I thought it was it. better. Yeah. I, I definitely preferred it. Um, I can't remember a damn thing on it, but I remember just most of the way through being annoyed at some, a lot of the decisions being made, as is Rev Pro. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know if we I said this before or while well, we've been on air, but it's de- definitely, in my opinion, one of the worst promotions right now. In Britain, I mean, like, in t- in terms of like, when you think about, okay, if you take like big five British promotions, it's ICW, Progress, um, yeah. Defiant, Preston, mm-hmm. and Rev Pro. 
out of those okay out of those five i would say i enjoy rev pro least yeah because like they all have their own thing like even if like preston and defiant bring in a lot of stars they bring out a lot of outside talent definitely yeah but 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 they use them correctly like defiant's been a lot better with how it's used its outside talent recently yeah. As opposed to just bringing in Bullet Club to um, almost beat their new heel stable, you know. Like, now they have a reason for bringing people in. And mm. Progress and ICW, when they bring someone in, it's masterfully done and massively put into it. ICW is a fantastic product. Really oh, is. Yeah, I'm, I love... Um, the only thing that ever annoyed me was they kept putting their... Um, they kept putting Fight Club up on YouTube when I was subscribed to them. So I was like, there's no point in fucking subscribing to you. You keep putting <laughs> Fight Club on YouTube. Well, it's on Fight TV for free anyway, so... Uh, but I, I don't think they're on Fight anymore. Are they not on Fight anymore? They haven't been on Fight since, like, um, Fear and Loathing 9. Really? Are they old yeah. reruns? Oh, okay, fair enough then. They must be. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but, like, Red Pro just stinks of... Um, it's a local promotion bringing in big stars. Yeah, I mean... Speaking as, obviously, two people who live in Britain... You know, of those five promotions, I hear least about Rev Pro. And that's not necessarily because I don't watch enough of the product to offer an no, opinion I, as I to whether it's it a shit promotion. Or, exactly. Course, yeah. um, but, but you know, if there's not it's... enough buzz mm-hmm. about it, then obviously, you know, there might be, I might just not that. I might just not be looking in the right places. There might be enough of a buzzer about the product, but me personally, I don't hear a lot about Rev Pro compared to like you know the amazing strides that Progress is making, say, or yeah. the fantastic and you know ICW or you know things and like they're that. They're not drawing. They're not drawing as big a crowd, no. um, either. Um, what is it like two thousand people at these shows? Something like that, yeah. Um, ICW with. Um, 2,500. 2,500, right. And that right. was, that like, was just I, night one. Right, Progress uh, pulling in 700 people on a standard show. Yeah. Like, and that, considering that's more than an NX, normal NXT show. And don't forget, they, they have sold out Wembley. They, they have sold out Wembley. ICW have pulled 6,000 people at the Hydro. Yeah. We're in Glasgow, where um, you don't have as many... Basically, if you're a wrestling fan in Glasgow... You're an ICW fan. Like it's much, there's less, but um, activity in the Scottish wrestling scene than there is down in the English wrestling scene. Yeah. So, but like just to put that in perspective, like they with less that with less big stars, um, quote unquote, that Rev Pro can't pull um as big a crowd as ICW or, and but that does speak to the product. The only thing I've heard from Rev Pro in terms of being a good product in the past year, is uh, it's always individual matches. It's never... A show. Yeah. yeah like, um, Keith Lee versus Ishii, which was a match of year candidate last year. And um, or the Shibata-Sabre Jr. match, or the Hero-Sabre Jr. match. You know, but you hear, like, a match. You don't hear a whole event, whereas um, Progress is like, oh, did you see Chapter? Oh, did you see Unboxing? The whole event was amazing. Or did you see Super Strong Style? The whole three yeah. days were amazing. Just Even even in ICW, you're getting buzzed for the single show. So yeah. <laughs> this has just turned into, like, ten minutes of shitting. It has. Bro. It has. <laughs> well, so basically, well <laughs> on the Strong um, Style Evolved UK... Yeah. show on night one the only results of any 
relevant, really, are that Walter beat Yuji Nagata in the slappiest match you will ever see. They... Oh, you, cl- you clearly haven't seen a Christian match. Well, no. Okay, fair enough. I stand corrected. But, I mean, some of the chops in this match were... Oh, Christ. I is found there, them. Is there a better chopper than Walter? No. Absolutely ever? not. Absolutely not. I, no. I defy anyone who listens to this podcast to find me a person who chops better than Walter in wrestling today. Um, Yoshihashi actually got a victory. This never happens. What was the um, last time he won a singles match? It has to be the G1. Mate, build up. Build up, ready for building up momentum, ready for the G1. Um, oh, the fact that he and the G1 are not Tai Chi. Oh, oh, I know, and especially after Tai Chi beat Will Osprey on night two. Um, so basically, Wait, I haven't seen that without. Hang on, yes, my boy. <laughs> so basically, this entire show, for those who don't know, it was based around a Chaos versus Suzuki Goon um, sort of feud, which is a great feud to have. Um, but of all of the matches that they had between the two factions, Chaos, who don't forget what four months ago were holding pretty much all the gold. Yeah, you know the they only... were holding the um, junior tag belt, the junior heavyweight belt, the mm-hmm. um, never the open weight belt. Really... The only thing we were missing, I think, was the IC title. Yeah, and the heavyweight tag straps. But that's it. Yeah. I mean, they, they held everything. They and now, he- apart from Yano and Ishii, do they have a heavy tag? No, they don't really. Though no, I would love so. to see... And, well, every New Japan fan would want to see a Goto and Ishii tag team. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they didn't win. They won one match. And that was Osprey beating Kanemaru on night one. And if Osprey didn't beat Kanemaru, that's just exactly. the worst Exactly. Decision. Looking at the results, you've got a six-man tag where Des beat Taichi and Azuka beat Jay White, Gado and Yano. To I mean, be fair, like, would you, in a match with Gado, can you really have them picking up a victory? Gado's there to take the pin now, obviously. Yeah. Um, And then we've got Osprey beat Kanemaru, and then the main event, Suzuki and Sabre Jr. beat Okada and Ishii for the Undisputed British Tag Team Championships. So, straight away, there's three matches, and Chaos have won one. Like just from watching this, you'd assume it. Just if you just watch night one, and we're gonna go to night two, which I understand is some somewhat commute, but um, you just assume it was being set up for the faces to win at the end. So of how like when Ring of Honor do like a free show loop over here, they set it up on night one for the faces to go over on um the last night. Yeah, exactly. But then the same trend continued on night mm-hmm. two because then you got. Despi, Izuka, and Kanemaru going over Gado, Yano, and Yoshihashi. I mean, just looking Which, at who's in that match, that was obviously going to happen. I um, mean, fucking y- y- Yano has been, and um, Yoshihashi have been big names. Well, yeah, I know. Yano is going to get... We, we know that Yano is going to get some surprise uh, victories in the G1. The fact, the fact that Yano put Elgin out last year pissed me off. I know Elgin wasn't going to win, but does it have to be Even Yano? So, yeah, exactly. Yano, I know he's a very he's a very acquired taste, and I know he's got legions of fans. Oh no, and... I, 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 um, when I saw him at Ring of Honor, um, he was him and um, who was he teaming with? Delirious. They yes. making a, a hilarious tag team. I mean, he's brilliant. He is brilliant, but you know, he shouldn't be beating people. Exactly, he shouldn't. You he wouldn't should have Santino Morella almost win the Royal Rumble away that happened. Oh God. <laughs> Um, then of course your boy Tai Chi, 
be oh, Will yeah. Ospreay, which... I'm so proud of him. I can't wait to watch the show now. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I was just like, oh, it's, it's probably a fine show. Sabre and Okada probably didn't have an, as good a match as we did over at, um, when was it, Sakura Genesis. Sakura Genesis, Genesis yeah. But... Yeah, but, but Taichi going over Will Ospreay, put him in the G1. <laughs> Um, you mentioned it. You mentioned just Sabre Jr. went over Okada, so that means that Okada, in his two matches, has lost. And I said to you, if they are prepping a storyline where Okada has lost all this confidence, because all this confidence was tied into that belt, I am all for that because his I... character work when he got introduced, I think it was um, either two when... nights after Dominion or that week, anyway. Um, and they introduced him as the Rainmaker. There was no pose. There was nothing. He stood there. He didn't do anything. And that looked like a broken man. And that was fantastic. It was such good. It was such a subtle I, thing. But that's, it was just that's a very underrated thing about Okada. Is he can be. He throws in such subtleties. Even when he was young, like when he was first properly brought in, like he was a young boy when he got shipped off on excursion. And when he properly came back, it was at the Tokyo Dome. Um, and he had a shite match with Yoshihashi, which so he had a match with Yoshihashi. And, <laughs> Poor Yoshihashi. Um, <laughs> he deserves it. Um, and he was like in Ill, he was like in ill-fitting ring gear. Like he looked sloppy. Like he looked like a young boy. And yeah. then he challenged Tanahashi afterwards. And then like he was then suddenly when it came to uh, New Beginning a few week a few weeks later he. But someone suddenly became a monster. He's very good at the storytelling. And honestly, I like Okada after such a long reign, he does have a lot of people to put over. He like does. He... Absolutely. And like um I'm not saying put over everyone who challenged him. I'm not saying have Sonada beat him, but have no. have 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 him have him go down in the G one and then maybe challenge Jericho at the Tokyo down. Yeah, or even challenge for the United States strap. Yeah, it doesn't have to that... be well, as proved, it doesn't have to be a US person to hold it, so you know, why not give them the, not a, the green? No US person has. Well no, it. and we will get into that when we give our predictions yeah. for the G one special. Um yeah. and then finally, the final match, Suzuki beat Ishii for the undisputed Ma- British heavyweight championship. This is is this what they were building up to the whole time? I, I hope not. Yeah, I hate it because sometimes New Japan does do that, or where they build up for few. Like we were building up Cody and Kenny, but then had that initial blow off on Ring of Honor at Supercard of Honor, yeah, and the WrestleMania yeah. weekend, and it didn't draw as well as they'd hoped. Well, it was still the biggest crowd in its history. To be fair, it but... was absolutely, but that's not hard. <laughs> I don't. Well, yeah, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Ring of Honor have thrown some absolutely fantastic shows, and I'll, I do, I do enjoy the Ring of Honor product, but. Mm. You know, to throw away a feud that, yes, has been built somewhat in Ring of Honor, but is mainly a New Japan feud. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bullet Club is a New Japan thing that has, you know, sort of permeated into Ring of Honor because of their partnership. I, I, I just don't feel that the first blow-off anyway, sure, have a blow-off in a Ring of Honor show, but should the first blow-off been mm-hmm. at a Ring of Honor show? Have it be a trilogy, now. maybe, maybe, and have the second match at a Ring of Honor show. That's what I mean. If you're going to do a trilogy, mm-hmm. which I feel like it probably will be, then unfortunately yeah well yeah we're gonna go on to that in a minute so do you want to go on to the g1 oh so suzuki won which means he's now a title holder which also means as we've stated that the last four people to hold the undisputed british heavyweight championship i'll get that up right now Um... should we should we have just just double check that because definitely the last three 
There's been three in the past four, at least. Um, so, here you go. I've got it now. You're absolutely right. right. The last five people to have held it. Okay, <laughs> That's worse than we thought. Fuck. Well... To be fair, Sabre Jr. was part of Rev Pro anyway, so we'll let him yeah. off. But it was Zack Sabre Jr., then Shibata beat Zack Sabre Jr. for it. Zack yeah. Sabre Jr. regained it. Fair. Then Ishii defeated Zack Sabre Jr. for it. And then and Suzuki has now taken the belt off Ishii. And what you know, when we spoke before about how you know Rev Pro relies on a lot of outside talent, this sort of clarifies what we mean yeah um what is a shame look you have the list in front of you what was the last person you should consider to be like a home uk talent to hold the british title okay. with the exception of sack okay so rev pro has been in promotion since 2012 which yeah. i knew anyway so let's let's be fair to them it's a product that's still in its relative infancy yeah um there have been nine champions Shah Samuels was the first one, wasn't it? Shah Samuels was the first one, followed yes. by Colt Cabana, mm. followed by Marty Skrull, uh-huh. followed by Was AJ's. this when he was Party Marty? Uh, 2014, so yes. yes, it was. That's Party Marty. It was Party Marty. Um, AJ Styles. Oh, when was that? That was 2015, he got his Red oh, Pro Summer Sizzler. That was Bullet, that's, that was Bullet Club. That was, hot. that was hot AJ Styles. Wow, okay. Yeah, 2015 it was. Um, it was Beard AJ Styles as well, not shaven face. Beard AJ Styles is best AJ Styles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then obviously it's Sabre Jr., Shibata, Sabre Jr., Ishii and Suzuki. So So it's not, it's more a world title than the fucking, despite it being a British title. It is, yeah. I mean, of all those people, I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. is British. I like I don't don't get me wrong I don't think I've, like it's the same I, I mean, get the same argument with the UK. as well say again sorry mm. it's it's not it's not I know not it doesn't have to be everyone holding a British title but it's so blatant and then bringing in outside talent you know it's yeah. sort of I mean defiant wrestling which we spoke about before at least you know they their first when when obviously they were what culture pro wrestling their first champion mm-hmm. was um, Big Demo. Demo, I and then it went on to Connors. I mean, Gal- it was always like people who would always be around. Yeah, like, exactly. Suzuki's not always going to be around. Even Zach couldn't always be around because he had he's the most one of the most in demand talents in the world right exactly. now. Exactly. You know, he's wrestling in progress, wrestling in New Japan. You know, he's like, wrestling. I, he he wrestles everywhere. He was in Discovery earlier this year. He's he's unbelievable, fantastic yeah. wrestler. But um, what I love about Zach is that he can have his match anywhere because he doesn't work a high impact style. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Like, he, like, it's all about how you sell. It's not about what you're doing, yeah. if that makes sense. So. And I think the best thing that happened to him was not only winning the New Japan Cup, but his running in the New oh, Japan that... Cup. The people who he took on. I yeah, mean... like, he, he, it wasn't like he was taking on... Like, this all started ages ago because he beat Tanahashi last year in the first year of the G1. Yeah. So this is... It's not like it was an out-of-nowhere thing. It made sense that Zach was beating these people, but it was still a surprise. Yeah, absolutely. Like, basically every match, it was like, okay, you're losing now. <laughs> no, surely you're losing now. Seriously, he was just at the Tokyo... Go- okay. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Um. Anyway, shall we have a look at the G1? Yeah, let, let's stop shitting on Rev Pro and go on to something actually good. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so... Go on, after but, you. But, uh, first of all... Um, 
but it's not two nights this time around. No. Do you find that a bit weird, or do you think... Because it automatically leads to less content, you know? But, like, do you think they meant it to be a... Um, wanted it to be a two-night tradition? Because it's around the same time as it was last year. Well, the thing is, don't forget that we've had... We've already had one US show this year. We had Strong yeah. Style Evolved, which was headlined by that absolutely outstanding Golden Lovers Young Bucks match. Yeah, that's not being topped in this show, but... No, but... You ha- we have had two United States shows, just mm-hmm. not necessarily followed in two nights. And I think the thing for me was, I mean, this event did not sell well to start off with. I think New to Japan be fair, were a bit nothing, naive. And that, there was nothing in that. Like, you can't just sell on your name alone. And I think that's what they thought they could do after the success yeah. of the other shows. They didn't even sell out the first time around, I don't think. No. To be fair, the ticket prices are insane. Have you looked at them? No, I haven't. It's not sold out yet. I can tell you them right now. Okay. Um, when this fucking loads, there we go. Um, Rose one two three hundred dollars. Um, two hundred dollars, one fifty dollars. The cheapest ticket is forty dollars, and that's for like shit shit seats. The nosebleeds. Um... Yeah, that, like um, the best ticket where you'd actually. I, I don't know how the Cow Palace is set out, but I'd assume the best ticket is um, where you could actually properly see something. It's the bleachers ones for one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, and that is a lot of money to spend in a country which is not your own and when you do not start announcing matches until, until after weeks, Dominion. Well. Exactly. Like um, like some of these... like Kent, Omega and Cody couldn't be announced before Which Dominion. I completely understand. Yeah, like, absolutely. White and, Jay White and Juice Robinson at least put in that... Or you could at least go the winner facing. Like You could put the winner facing Dragon Lee. Yeah, or exactly. Whatever. Exactly. And don't get me wrong, there are some absolutely amazing results. There's one fucking piece of bollocks booking, which we'll get onto in a minute when we go through the matches. I um, think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think everyone who watches New Japan knows what I'm talking about because it's just it's just so random. I don't um, know. I don't know why anyone's surprised by getting to that. Though, yeah, I do. I, I think I know why. Obviously. Um, so, shall we go down the matches one to nine? We'll give our predictions, yeah. and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, first match with a twenty-minute time limit. Oh, um, Thank God. The, <laughs> it's the chaos team of my boy Show, my lesser boy Yo, Rocky Romero, Ghetto. Guess who's taking the pinfall? Yep. And Yoshihashi um, taking on the Bullet Club team of Chase Orange, Yod- um, fuck Takahashi, Tongaloa, Tamatonga, and Haku. King Haku, I think you'll find. <laughs> Meng is in this match. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw this announced. I was like, really? He's I been, mean, he's he's worked shows before. He he was in he was in the Rumble. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And but no Herculeo, which mm. you know, I know he's, he's not a name like at all. But you know, in a match like this, that has no consequence. You don't need Chase Owens in there. You don't part. need Chase Owens in there. Though I must admit, I am a massive Chase Owens fan. Massively a... improved. He he's getting better. Um, he's still. I don't. Well, I think he's exactly where he needs to be right now. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't ever he... see him being anything. I mean, I I would love he's to not... see him challenge for the United States Championship at some point. He's a junior. I don't know why he wasn't. He's been in best of super juniors. I don't know why he wasn't there this year. No, I don't either. I don't. Like either. you didn't need um Tiger Mask. <laughs> no, we didn't need Tiger Mask. But again, we didn't. We you know. We don't did need Tiger Mask. Have one like really good match in the whole of super juniors. I don't think he did. No, he had a good showing. And like, he, yeah, he 
he had a I liked his match in night one, but that's mostly because Kanemaru was throwing young boys at the ref. That's true, and Kanemaru's ace. I love Kanemaru. Yeah, Kanemaru's the most underrated guy. Like people are saying Desperado, but the fact that everyone is saying Desperado, it's the most underrated guy makes him makes him lesser. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's sort of like when people go Shelton Benjamin's most most underrated guy of all time. It's like really because everyone says he's amazing. I was just gonna say, and you look at his record, he's really yeah. not. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking at this match, it's a match of no consequence whatsoever. Um, um, no, whoever comes Club, out on top, it's not going to give any momentum. It's just because um, Bullet Club and Chaos are technically still feuding because um, Omega just beat Okada. Uh, actually, Omega's not even in Bullet Club. I need to get that out of my mind. Yeah, that is true. Um, but, but not even feuding at the moment. There's not really any point. So No. Who are you going for? I'm going to... I'm going for um, Bullet Club to win just because I think Haku should should pin um, Ghetto because why the fuck not? Yeah, I mean I'm with you. I think it's going to be a Bullet Club victory. Well, um, Ghetto's a good booker in the fact that it's like Delirious. He'll he'll always take the fall. Yeah, exactly. And to be honest, when you know, don't get me wrong, in his in his you know in his prime, he was a decent tag team wrestler. But of course, um, you know, you've got to realize that there is a time when you are putting over new talent, which yeah. is fine. I mean. It literally like anybody in the Bullet Club could take could perform the pinfall. I don't think it matters. I don't think there's anyone there that they're really going. Mm. You're on have, next star. You should, you should have it be Tama because he's the only one in the G1. Yeah. All right. Fair. Yeah. I'll give you that. And um, I would love to see Tama Tonga have a better showing this year than he did last year. But I think his Tam, Tama no Tama didn't have the best showing in terms of wins and losses. But everyone was talking about him, like the match of Omega where he was going that promo. That promo like, ta- was fantastic. The like, problem I was think, he didn't follow it up. Yeah, my my thing when the rubble clears on the whole Bullet Club uh, thing, which was, which I've said could go on for another year and a half if they were that way inclined, I think he'll come out as the Bullet Club leader. He's got to really. I mean, he's yeah. What, it can't be Cody. One of the only originals one... left. Him and Bad Luck Farley. Yeah, like I always go. Well, I, I always have this argument people because it's always like i don't mind people not knowing things but they always say it was so convict such conviction it was like oh no tagaloa was there from the beginning because like he only joined fucking what was it last year or the year before i was just gonna say he hasn't been part of the company that long yeah like he he was camacho when bullet club started (laughs) (laughs) yes he definitely wasn't there it still blows my mind how much better tagaloa's got but yeah bullet club have to win because ghetto's on the other side it's it's a telltale sign isn't it so yeah, so we're agreeing give, on the first match. Yeah, we've given this match way more time than it should have. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of all the matches quick... here, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's quickly move on. Let's move on. Um, Toriano and Ishii of Chaos t- uh, taking on Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki in a rematch from Dominion. I, to be honest, the Dominion match was really good. The Dominion match was good. It was, I think I gave it 7 out of 10. And to be perfectly re- honest, I don't think there was a bad match on the Dominion card. Mm, yeah, yeah, like there, the, there was less important, but like mm-hmm. all of them were entertaining. So absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm going for Suzuki and Saber Junior. Um, um, it was it was a draw last time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's because it's for two legit guys. Yeah, I mean, there's that, and then don't forget that. Ishii and Yano, there's just there's no momentum behind them at all. I can't remember the last time they won a meaningful match, really. No, um, they're they're out of the title picture with the young bucks now being heavyweight yeah. tag champs. You've that's, got Sonata and problem. Evil. Mm-hmm. That's so, the biggest. That's the biggest problem with Chaos. They don't have 
a legit heavy. Same as Suzuki Gun, really. They don't have legit um, tag t- um, heavyweight tag teams like every other stat- faction does, and they don't. Who was that? Sorry, I missed my um, thing. Both, both of them, um, both Suzuki Gun and um, Chaos. They don't have legit heavyweight tag team. Like I know Suzuki and Saber were the tag team champions in, or ah, rather the tag team champions in Rev Pro, but they're not really going for ta- tag gold in New Japan, so that doesn't really count no. in my eyes. Would you? Would you not class Killer Elite Squad? Oh fuck! I forgot about Killer Elite Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Who just haven't just haven't been mentioned and. For me, they've like, got to be in the title picture. I don't know why um, Davy Boy isn't in um, G1. To be perfectly honest with you, no, I th- I'd, like you know, I think he'd do a Tamatonga where he wouldn't. I don't think he'd ever be in danger of winning his block, but I think he'd put on some good matches. He's a decent wrestler. Yeah, exactly. He's a better wrestler he's... than Lance Archer. <laughs> it's not hard to be a better. Well, wrestler no, it isn't. That is true. It's better. Well, let's put it. Lance Archer is better than Lance Hoyt. So let's just put that out there. <laughs> he's better than Tyler Rex. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> Well, shit went down me there. Literally, not literally. When I first saw Lance Archer, I thought for a second he was Tyler Rex, and I don't know why. <laughs> that's my, that's the only reason I say it. Because the first time I saw him is when, it was, of course, when Suzuki Gun returned at New Year's Dash, what, 2017, 2016? Yeah. And it was just of looking going, Tyler Rex? No, of course that's not Tyler Rex. <laughs> I love that your first impression when, when Suzuki Goon came back in 2017 wasn't, holy shit, it's Suzuki Goon. It was, holy shit, is that Tyler Rex? Tyler Rex destroyed my best, my favourite move for Burning Hammer because he doesn't drop him on the fucking head. How hard is it? You're basically doing reverse AA, but shit. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go with, um, I'm gonna go with. I almost called him Li I'm stupid. Um, with Suzuki Gun, because, yeah, like the other two, other two teams going into the G1, Zack Saber Jr. and Minoru Suzuki are the most likely to get to the final. Although I'd love to see Ishi there, he's not gonna be there. So yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, so next we got Taguchi Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kashida taking on Hangman Page and Mike Skill. Are all just unaffiliated um, baby faces to Gucci Japan? Yeah, that pretty much anyone that's not in a faction just gets lumbered with Taguchi Japan. I think. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah, I love I'll... that somehow Taguchi has locked his way into to being the boss of Tanahashi. Yeah, I don't know how that happens when you look at who's in that faction. You know, I say in that faction in inverted commas, and how it's he very... has managed to establish himself as the ringleader is baffling. Yeah. Um, he's great though I love Taguchi oh you can't go wrong with Taguchi some of his promos are absolutely fantastic just he gets his bum in every promo it's fantastic he he was doing the I can't speak English long before Nakamura oh yeah definitely fantastic Um, so Kachido and Tanahashi versus Skill and Hangman Page yeah who are you going for uh, okay I'm going to go for Tanahashi and Kachida for one good reason Um, Hangman Page and Mighty Skill are basically the whipping boys of Bullet Club right now that is true like Matt, did did he? Do you remember the promo back at Dantaku that Tamatonga got? He fucking buried Mighty Skill. He really did, which was harsh because of all the people in Bullet Club to bury. Surely bury Hangman Page. Don't bury Mighty Skill. I'll I'll, I'll never hear a bad word against Hangman Page. He ne- I, I've seen him live twice, and he's always put in um, one of the best. Don't get me wrong. Night. He has Im- like improved as wrestler. Mm-hmm. He's up there with you know Juice Robinson and Tongaloa as you know yeah he, ridiculous he's, he's perfect improvement. For, he's perfect for the US title picture. But, yeah, um, exactly. I remember seeing Hamman actually went back when when he was Adam Page, but of course there was two Adams in Bullet Club, and you can't have that. It's not what culture. Um, 
Um, when he the decade, I believe it was, with B.J. Whitmer and Steve Carino's kids. Yeah. And like he was putting on good matches against Jay Briscoe, which is hard. Um, so <laughs> I'm just burying everyone today. I was just going to um, say you're in a burying mood today. I'm not in a very good mood. I'm still sick from transmit. Um, but. Yeah, he was he was doing good, and I was like, okay, this guy's gonna be TV champion one day. But like, Bullock, I was definitely surprised because like I went on sort of the thing when he first joined Bullet Club, where I was sort of burned out of wrestling. So I was like, I I sort of wasn't following anything for two months um, when he first joined. What was it, 2016? I think it yeah, was. Yeah, something like that. Like I was burnt out. It was like college, so I just didn't I didn't watch re- wrestling, didn't follow wrestling for a while. Like for, what brought me back was Adam Cole joining. Bullet Club, and then when I finally started watching it all again, I was like, "Hang on, what the fuck's Adam? What the fuck's Adam Page doing there? <laughs> when did he come? What's what, this? What happened? I don't. I still don't know the context of him joining because I was gone for about two months. But yeah, um, Kashida and Tanahashi, because it's for whipping boys. It's such a shame because they're both they're both better than um, basically everyone in the five person tag um, from before. Yeah, but. I mean, I'm with you. I'm, I mean, I'm going to go for Tanahashi and Kushida. Be, for me, mainly because of the Tanahashi factor, you're not going to have a match in another country, you know, where you're trying to make your mark and not and have one of your biggest stars lose. And, you know, Tanahashi is still an absolutely amazing draw. Oh, ta- Tanahashi was basically the whole reason I went to Ring of Honor. Um this time round, he 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 could draw a crowd in five minutes. Exactly, he really could, and he's just he's unbelievably charismatic. And oh, it's um, New Japan like, still I, put a lot of stall in him. Yeah, like I like despite the fact he's not held the title in like two years, I still see him as the top guy in New Japan. Just because that's what he was when I, I started rushing up Wrestle Kingdom nine, when he definitely was like he was near nearing like going down. Of course, he stopped being the ace a yeah. year later, but. I still see him as the guy. Yeah. So if it was him, Nakamura, and Ibushi that got me into New Japan. So, I mean, it was different for me. I started watching, unfortunately, with at the same time as everyone else at Wrestle Kingdom Eleven. Um, <laughs> really? And yeah, um, I because I remember I don't think I went, went over this one. I, I got into it because I was a big fan of Ring of Honor at the time, and of course they were bringing in a lot of these Japanese stars. Yeah. And I saw, and I caught wind that there was going to be JR was doing the big show in J- the WrestleMania of Japan. Yeah. And sort of earlier that year, not uh, earlier the previous year, I'd watched Triple Mania for the same reason, and that was shit. But I was like, Japan's not Mexico. <laughs> I'll give it a try. <laughs> and it was Chris O'Brien. It's like, <laughs> and also AJ Styles is on the cards, and he's sort of the best. Yeah. So I was like, I'll watch this, and like, not. I was like, oh, this is so much better. I'm hooked. Yeah. Um. I mean, I. There's there's no other reason for me starting to watch New Japan because up until. Probably November 2016, I hadn't even heard of New Japan. Um, and then I'd heard these rumours of this absolutely in- incredible match between, mm-hmm. you know, Okada and Omega, the first in their trilogy. And it, it was just an absolutely astonishing match. And it was just something so different than what the WWE were put, uh, you know, were and still are putting out. It was such a mm-hmm. different, you know, and that I feel now because I watch quite a lot of New Japan, I've gone back, I've, you know, I've read up on the history, I've, you know, I've looked at a lot of the wrestlers and I feel like I'm, you know, I'm not knowledgeable about New Japan, but I feel like I know enough to get along. Um, that's, that's the thing. I didn't start watching New Japan full-time till after Wrestle Kingdom 10 because that's when it became a lot easier. Yeah, exactly. With the with New Japan World, they've made it a lot easier. And though it's not the mm-hmm. easiest platform to navigate, 
Um, you know, you type even, in Dominion, you've got press conferences from 2004 before you've actually got Domin- the latest Dominion show. Oh, I, I remember I was initially going to do a rat when, during one of the down weeks between Dominion and this, I was going to do a retro review of um, the first Wrestle Kingdom because I didn't know anything about it. So I wanted to see how it held up and I could not find that fucker. No. <laughs> um, am I right in thinking that Albert is part of the first Wrestle King? I'm sure he is. Jason Bernard. I, I'm looking this up right now. Okay. While you do that, <laughs> we'll go into the next match. Um, so, match four is the singles match for the Never Openweight Championship between Hiroki Goto, who is your current champion, and Jeff Cobb. <laughs> I can hear the venom in your voice, right? Yeah. Um. So... I've got on my notes, WTF booking. Um, right. I don't know why you're surprised, but never title has always been the um, hotshot title. It has, but how long did Elgin have it? A week? Uh, did he have it, it seven it, days? Not long. Definitely seven not Seven days. What on earth was the point for seven days? Now, if it is because Elgin's name is still dirt in America... Mm-hmm. and they want to, be... to take the belt off him and then put Goto over there. That's absolutely fine. Just don't give Elgin the victory to start off with. I guess, yeah, Elgin's got done in America. Cause he, cause what the, I don't even fully know what he does, because I've said before I try to keep out of it. What did he... Was it just a case if he was shit? I... He didn't handle a sexual assault thing correctly when yeah, he was a Yeah, it was a sexual assault that was happening. From what I gather, again, please correct me if I'm wrong, from what I understand... There was some manner of nonsense going on in the company that he runs or ran, because I know he's sold it now, mm-hmm. hasn't he? Um, yeah. And he sort of dismissed it, I think, when it was brought to his attention. And, you know, it's it's just... A, I did see a text of him defending himself, and it was sort of like, he was like, oh, I've seen people get torn apart because of it. And I was like, yeah, I get that, but it looks like you didn't even try. That's the problem, uh, and, I think, that he's but, got. Um, yeah, um, he, he, I don't... I don't think he should be banned, uh, banned from being a successful wrestler ever again, but he should never be in a position of power. No, and the problem is he's always, no matter what he does now, no matter what he says, no matter what he does, like, he will be tarred with that brush. Rightfully so. so. Yeah, and, absolutely. Like, I love, I love watching Elgin, and like uh, the only thing, like it's the same reason I can still watch um, some movies by monsters, or even like watching wrestling. If you can't watch someone who was a bad horrifically bad person you can't you basically have to press control or delete over the 80s and 90s yeah exactly exactly look at snooker oh yeah snooker hogan fucking austin beat his wife um there's so many so many chris benoit's a murderer like i i I can't actually watch i like if i'm watching a whole show um i'll watch the chris benoit match on it but i will not go out my way to watch chris benoit match um, it's the only unfortunate thing... because his wrestling, his wrestling legacy is unbelievable. Oh, but it's I... just I can't watch Benoit matches anymore. I just can't. If, if he enters a Royal Rumble, I'll skip it because <laughs> yeah. I'll go back oh, and just uh... randomly watch Royal Rumble matches because they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I'll skip it, or I'll skip till he's out because I just I feel like I... it's it's just I can't believe he's done it. I was watching these guys do the SW review and they were doing and they review things like pay per view by pay per view. Yeah. Like whole storylines, and we're doing like Hulkamania in WCW, like before pre NWO, and like Nancy Benoit was a big thing in storyline, mm. and uh, it's just sort of oh shit, it's, murder Vic. It's marshy, I, 
boggy ground, isn't it, really, that you don't really want to get yourself into? How did we get here from Goto versus... Anyway, oh, who yes. have we got? Goto or Cobb? Let's quickly um, move I, into this. Okay. I, I, I would have preferred Cobb versus Elgin. I'd have preferred Cobb, Cobb versus Elgin. El- but to be fair, Cobb against like... anyone is amazing because I Cobb? love Jeff Cobb. Oh, yeah. Jeff, like, I remember... I, I remember first seeing him because my friend forced me to watch the PWG show. Yes. Um, it sounds weird that I was forced to watch PWG. <laughs> but um, but I, I remember seeing him thinking, you're not impressive. And then he was like, oh, he plays Matanza in Lucha Underground. It's like, he's impressive. Yes. Ah, because... right. Impressive then. I mean, absolutely fantastic. I mean, I'm going mm-hmm. for Goto simply because they're not going to hotshot the title again. No, I think... If Cobb was in the no, seriously, it's like you've never seen a never open weight rain. But um, <laughs> if Jeff Cobb was in G one, I'd probably go for him. I don't know, like they clearly have interest in him. They should probably, really? like, I'd put him in the G one. Like again, it's just there's so many people who are in the G one who don't necessarily need to be there. Like Hangman being in there is cool, but it's not stirring intrigue, you know. No. Like, in the past two years, we had, what, um, I forgot his fucking name, but the guy from Noah, and that stirred interest. And the year before, with with Ibushi um, taking off the tiger mask and going in, that stirred interest. Yeah. No, none of the new players are really stirring interest. While it's going to be amazing, it's sort of, it, it's, if you were to draw a run-of-a-mill G1 for 2018, it would be this. But, yeah, I'm going to go for Goto just because Cobb seems to be... Coming, like, he come, came in for Tag League, went away for months, came in for Kazuna Road. I think he's probably just going to finish up here and go away for months because I think he's still technically signed to Lucha Underground. Yes, which so. surprises me that he is allowed to appear on other programs. Ricochet, Ricochet, Ricochet was allowed, but that's why he wasn't allowed on last year because you're not allowed. He's allowed in other promotions, but he's not allowed in anything that goes on telly. Right. And okay. last and last year's G1 special was on the telly. Ah right, okay. So, I see. Okay. Um, it's a, This is. I think this is a, a sleeper match of the night, like, because um, Goto can hit as hard as anyone. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this will be an absolutely outstanding match. It's. I don't think it will be my match of the night. Um, uh, no, definitely. I already ha- know what my match of the night is, but we'll be getting to that in a second. So do I. Um, because it's probably the same as mine. Um, yeah. So what's the next match? Um, it is Nick. Oh, very quickly, Wrestling Kingdom. One, I'm not seeing Giant Bernard, but I'm, it's, I'm only quickly scanning. But you know who was in it? D'Lo Brown. D'Lo Brown. Oh my D-Lo god. D'Lo Brown. Um, the big, the, what appears to be what I would be the match I was, I'd be excited for was Suzuki versus Nagata for the Triple Crown, the, for the All Japan. Wow. Ma- title, triple Crown. I bet that would be um, a that, match. It was the referee so, um, stoppage with Suzuki winning. Um, but the main event wasn't for the IWGP title. That was for below with Tanahashi taking on the name I can't pronounce. Um, <laughs> but the main event was a tag match, which really is a New Japan show. Really? What was the tag match? Um, Keiji Muto and Chano versus um, Tenzan and Kojima. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that, especially early on. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this this would be early in Tanahashi's run so yeah fair enough yeah um, um next match um rematch from dominion the young bucks versus sonata and the king of darkness evil that always trips me up when i'm like reading for 
off of the New Japan site because they just put King of Darkness Evil. It's like, just put Evil. Nobody <laughs> calls him King of Darkness Nobody Evil. Nobody calls him King of Darkness. Even when he's announced, he's not called the King of Darkness Evil. Yeah. Um, Bucks. Yeah, it's got to be Bucks, hasn't yeah. it? This is, I've, if this is just a... Even if this is worse than the... Um, Dominion match was still going to be a really good match. Yeah, because their Dominion match was absolutely fantastic, thoroughly enjoyed, to the point where I've watched it again because I just I, I love that match. Oh yeah, um, but I, I, I don't see. I very rarely watch matches again, even like matches I think are ten out of ten. Like I haven't watched Gagano Champa to um, uh, New Orleans again. Yeah, no. despite the fact I love that match, I haven't even the only matches I've rewatched this year have been I haven't even rewatched Omega versus Akada from Dominion. That, I re-watched... that is an hour, though, to be fair. That is an yeah. hour of your life you've got to find yeah. somewhere. I re I rewatched this. I re I rewatched um the six man from the UK um tournament, and yeah. I rewatched the Strong Style Evolve tag match. Quality match. Oh, absolutely, fucking. That's still uh, that's the tag match of the year. That nothing's going to top that. Batshit insane match. Yeah, but. Yeah, but this is half like I I like the book. I think the book should go in a long range because wonderful like this one they the they're good with the heavyweight tag division where they always give them at least like a four to six month reign. Like it was the same with Killer Elite Squad, same with these guys. Who held it before Killer Elite? Um, it was the Gorillas of Destiny, I it believe. Was. They had a decent reign. Um, I I, I can't be an exact. Yeah, and it was oh. War Machine before then, wasn't it? Yeah, actually, War Machine and Gorillas of Destiny were trading it for a while, but still. Um, yeah. So, so if Nick and um, if I can Nick and Mount, I don't want to see the Bucks. If the Bucks just keep going on a tear for a while, that will give them time to rebuild the division because they really like, need to. Yeah, like even just, but, but just throw people together and it can work, you know. Oh, it's worked before. Well, it did, like, when, they did um, when they threw Taguchi and Ricochet together for the junior straps. Yeah, and um, even in Tag League, oh, most of them are thrown together, and that works. So I'm just going to put this out there. Definitely think Okada and... Oh, who was it in Rev Pro? Okada and... Is, is Ishii? Ishii? Yeah. Would love to that see would... that in Tag League. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but problems with Tag League, you need an obvious four guy. Well, let's face it, like, Ishii's already thing. a full guy. Yeah, but Ishii's like... A, he's not a shit-tier four guy. No, he's not. He's, he's like, not a gay, though. If, like, if, if we're ranking four guys, he is... Um, he's higher than a Chase Owens. Uh, yes, definitely. He's definitely the best four guy in the business. Oh, like, in all of wrestling. He still brings a lot of prestige with him. If you pin Ishii, it's still a big thing. Whereas, I've... like, because he because he still picks up big win. Like, it's the story they tell of him is like on his day he he will be anyone, but he is he is the hired gun of chaos. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, um, the Bucks are winning this. I I assume you have the same. Cause... I have the exact same for the exact same reason. Because this is this isn't the junior division. Um... No, exactly. This isn't the junior <laughs> division. It's not the Bucks he... versus Rapongi 3K. Did you see the stat thrown out at Dominion where um, that Kanemaru and um, Desperado have held the um, belts for just over three months, and that's the longest reign in five years? It's ridiculous, isn't it? That is absolutely ridiculous. Like New Japan, like if WWE did that, um, and I think they have done that at some point, they would get shit for that. Like that is would, um, world champ- that is world championship WCW two thousand shit right there. 
Well, it got to the point that every big show for a certain period, the Young Bucks and Rapongi 3K would swap it. Mm-hmm. Like, Rapongi 3K, I still don't see them as a legit tag team because they never had a proper reign. Like, we think, oh, it didn't get legitimized for me. Like, even though we were having amazing matches, they didn't get legitimized for me until um, the Super Genius because that's when we could actually see what they could pro- do. Yeah, because yeah. like you could see what we could do before, but we never had a good run. Like the um, show did have a good run in um, Super Genius, maybe not in points. I can't remember how much he won, but he definitely showed himself to be competitive for someone who's only recently been a young boy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anyway, next one, another tag match. <laughs> They're showing a lot of restraint by only having one three person, um, more than um, six man tag so far. It's been mostly just two on two. I'm impressed. Like, <laughs> get. Gerdo's been holding himself back. Um, <laughs> it's Osprey and Okada versus Bushi and Naito. Okay. Um, I think Naito might be Okada. I'm thinking the same thing. Because and... you, you touched on it earlier. Um, we think he has a lot of people to put over and Naito is chief of that because everyone felt it was his championship to win at um, Wrestle Kingdom, including myself. Yes, I was, I was big behind Naito Wrestle Kingdom. I, was I don't think anyone. Everyone's been big behind all of Akada's opponents since Omega two years ago, um, a year ago, whatever. All of like, them really bad luck, Farley. <laughs> really, were you big behind that, bad luck, Farley? Was that even for the title? I can't remember. Um, I remember I there I being a big it. thing about it not being a title match. But okay, um, I'm normally rooting against Akada. I should say, normally, like yeah, if Tanahashi's for Cena, Akada's for Reigns. Yeah. Um, like, just to have a WWE comparison in case, for some reason, whoever's listening to that doesn't watch New Japan. Strolled um, along this New Japan podcast without any knowledge of New Japan. It's like, there's wrestling in Japan? I must look. Um, <laughs> if we've managed to do that to one person, then fantastic. <laughs> yes, I, I'd, I'd love if that happens. Comment down below. If you're one of those people, I will hug you. Um, for being just a pra- just. For being so precious. Um, <laughs> no, like, um, I yeah. The only people I wasn't rooting, I didn't wasn't rooting for. Like, thinking just thinking of his challenges since Wrestle Kingdom, because otherwise it's hard to keep track. As in Wrestle Kingdom twelve or Wrestle Kingdom eleven. Eleven. Okay, so you're looking at um, Omega, Shibata, Evil, um, Suzuki, Evil. Uh, <laughs> so many. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I was rooting for, with the exception of I think Sonata and Fale, if that was a title match, I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was. Thinking about thinking uh, back okay. to it. So if it was, um, the only it's BLJ boys were of Evil and Sonata simply because they're not ready. No, they, they were matches that they were never. You know, there was no, there was no worry that Sonata or Evil were ever going to win it. No, like it. But like even with Osprey, I was like, you know, I I think they, I, it was because it was at the anniversary show, and yeah. I was like, why not? Like that, it would be a pop. It would be a pop. Osprey is one of the highest profile names right now. Arguably in like independent wrestling, only the Bucks are above him. Yeah. In terms of like, because most of these guys, most of the guys in New Japan shows don't go else, really go elsewhere apart from Ring of Honor. Osprey goes all over the place. Um, oh, another. Sorry, another person that got um, Cody at the G One last year. Was Cody in? Oh yeah. Um, I wasn't rooting for Cody. No, I don't think anyone was rooting it, for I Cody. Thought, I think I thought it might happen, but we'll be getting on to Cody in a second, so oh, we'll talk about yes, it. Yes, of course. 
Um, but no, I'm gonna go for Naito beating Okada, but also Osprey putting in the um, best work in the match. Yeah, because Osprey's an absolute treasure. Um, like, he has he has such great things coming up. Like he's definitely gonna move up to heavyweight at some point. Oh, without shadow of that, he's mentioned it like, too much not to now. Mm-hmm. He's either either that or he's really fucking trying to convince Gedo. Yeah, um, look, I can put weight on. Put me in there, and he <laughs> and I can put weight on and do a backflip. Look, <laughs> and he lands on the deck again. Um, oh god, that bump he took oh. against Skrull. Oh my I, god. But like that's the only reason. Like most people saying, oh, match of the year, five um, five stars, ten out of ten. I was like, I don't give it that just because of that bot. Yeah. Like if the bot almost ends someone, that's why despite the fact I loved it at the time, I can't. Say Okada versus Shibata was a good match because the whole point of a wrestling match is to get through it without injuring someone, and that was a very avoidable injury. It was. There so, was no need for that headbutt. There was no need for it. But the thing is, um, the, no, the bit, highest profile match Osprey has on the horizon, I think, is his one with Havoc at the at Wembley. That's going to be a great match. That's going to be but a yeah, great match. They've, they've never had a they've never had a less than great match. Both That's like, true. It's Osprey. It's with the exception. Actually, there's no exceptions. Jimmy Havoc is Will Ospreay's best opponent. Yeah. Um, a best best non New Japan opponent. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I best. agree with that. Then. I was just gonna say. Like, I know. I'll... Like some people. Okay. Who are you gonna say? I would. I mean, he's had some absolutely fantastic Ricochet. matches with. Yeah. I Ricochet. Ricochet. <laughs> You've got Kushida. He's had amazing matches with. My my problem with Ricochet was they had like with the except like the two Super Junior matches were very different. Because yes. like, in New Japan, we only had two matches, I think. But um, everywhere else, they went, they had the same match, and it became less and less impact for me. Like, the only one that became memorable was the one they had at What Culture. Where the rope snapped. Yeah, and that wasn't on purpose. No. So, like, it took a botch to make one of their matches memorable. So, like, the two Super Junior matches, yeah, of course, two of the best matches, uh, two of the best junior matches of all time. The rest of their matches, it's the same match. So okay. it's not like how you can't have a favorite ACDC song because they're all the they're same. They're all the same. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. What about Kushida then? Um, Kushida? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because they do change shit up. They um, do change shit up. They've got a storyline that goes through as well. I know that obviously Osprey yeah. and Havoc have as well. But yeah. And this isn't me saying, well, Havoc isn't his best opponent. I've got these to say. But it's, you know, I, I don't know. I, I it's one it's of those because... where... Havoc is up there. If he's not top three, he's joint right. first. It's very different kind. Despite that, it's an ongoing story. Like it's more like it's more competitive between Osprey and Kashida, where it's like a blood feud between. They're Did two you see completely the promo- different matches? Aren't Did they? you see the promo he cut at uh, um, Strong Style Sixteen? Because that was the best promo of his life. No, I haven't seen it. Um, he came, basically came out holding. Um, I forget what it was. It was a very deadly weapon. Put it down, turned his back, and I'm like, I can tell you're not the old Jimmy Havoc because the old Jimmy Havoc would have hit me in the back with this by now. Yeah. And it's just amazing. Like, it's the best story in British wrestling ever, maybe. You'd you'd struggle to find a better one, definitely. Yeah. Like, with the exception of, like, um, some of the New Age Click stuff in ICW, which is a very different kind of feud, you know. Um, but anyway, so pre- pretty straightforward. We think that it's going to be Okada. Yeah. Although I still think there's going to be a massive pot for that. Oh, if God, that yes. You've like, got it's, Okada I... and Naito, two of the biggest things in New Japan, in a match together, of course. 
Despite the, despite the fact um, it's obvious to us, I still don't expect it to happen, which is so weird. Yeah. I still I can get over Okada being like this godlike, never going to lose figure. Plus, Bushi's on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and similar to Gado, he is a fall guy. Yeah, which is such a shame. Cause it is. Bushi's really good, and also he has the best mask. He in... also has the best music. Oh yes, <laughs> uh, I love. I just love. Bu- I I love uh, the <laughs> second secondary bet. Will Lij keep their tops on for this match? Oh, now then, no. It's not a marquee match. It's so not a marquee match, but you are in the ring with a carder, so I'm gonna go no. They're not gonna keep their tops. They're on. not gonna keep their tops on. Okay, I think they'll keep their tops on. It's a weird. It's a weird, It's a weird <laughs> prediction to make. Yeah, but it, it's somehow important. It's honour. It's honour, Rob. <laughs> right, let's move away from this. I feel it's important. Move, yeah. Um, the seventh match with a 60-minute time limit. It's, it's not going 60 minutes, it's let's not. be honest. Um, Ta- uh, Takahashi versus Dragon Lee. <laughs> my, my trousers are very tight right now. Yes. Uh, like, I remember the first time I saw this match, it was on Ring of Honour, of all places. Um it was it was just put as like uh, an exhibition, you yeah. know. It was like oh, it's a CMLO exhibition, and we weren't putting over Taka at all. It was all Dragon Lee, yeah. And um, the match was just astounding. Like now, like you just see it as a Dragon Lee Takahashi match versus the match we have. But at the time, it was like holy shit. I mean, I mean, we're both in agreement here that this is going to be match of the night. Oh, definitely. Like fucking. Normally, it would be a fault-on conclusion that it would be a mega, but look at his opponent. So Exactly. I mean, my boy, is... Takahashi. My absolute uh, boy. Dragon Lee is... Dragon Lee... Like, Takahashi, who I thought would win Super Juniors, Dragon Lee is who I wanted to win. So we're sort of on separate sides of who we want to win, not yeah. necessarily who we think. Okay, this will... match, who do you want to win? Dragon Lee. You I want love... Dragon Lee to go over Hiromu. I, I am a sucker for a good luchador. Uh, he is fantastic as well. Yeah, it's why I, it's like because because Rey Mysterio's guy's got me into wrestling, so like good luchadors have always um, just captivated me. And the in, annoyingly short supply nowadays in terms of really good luchadors. Yeah, like with the exception of the Lucha Underground guys, like AAA's shit. I've shit from what I've seen um, of their Triple Mania, basically just watching a. Five minutes of Triple Mania every year and turning it off, and um, CMLO I haven't watched, but I've heard it's not worth watching. I haven't seen a lot of it. I basically know that Dragon Lee runs it. Yeah, it's Dragon pretty, Lee. Pretty much him and Volador Junior. Isn't Sean Stacey not Sean Stacey? Yeah, isn't like some jobber from WWE the champion in one of the in one of them? Let's have a look. Um, right, their championships. Holy shit, there's a lot of champions here. Um, Jesus Christ, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Jesus Christ, there's 12 championships. Is this in CMLL or AAA? No, this is this is CMLL. Okay, oh, I'm on to AAA. There okay, AAA. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. There's 8. There's 8 in AAA. Jeff Jarrett is a champion in AAA right now. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> of course he, he is. He's shown up to, want to Triple Mania drunk last year. Jesus. He beat Ray Ragnar and Ray Mysterio Jr. Fucking, it's so, my, the average age of that match is so high. Jesus Christ! 
Um, uh, just going on to this, sorry. Dragon Lee is the current CMLL World Lightweight Champion. He's held it for upwards of 851 days. <sighs> Fucking bats. And That is 1970s WWF. Yeah, well, that's, ter- that's, that's territory days. Ultimo Guerrero uh-huh. is currently the uh, NWA World Historic Middleweight Champion. He's held that for over a thousand days. A <laughs> thousand and thirty-seven like, days. I I remember talking to someone when, for uh, for Ring of Honor show last year, and I because I because the way my friends did it, we didn't all order at the same time because we thought it would sell out, so we just got tickets and was like, we'll see if we can do anything on the day. We couldn't, so I was just sat next to this guy and he was a ma- and as you do at wrestling shows when you're on your own, you end up talking to people. And it was. I was like, who are you most looking forward to seeing? Expecting them to say like, um, who was on that show, Naito or um, some of the big Ring of Honor guys. Um, but he was like, oh, Ultimo Guerrero. I'm like, really? <laughs> what? He's like, because <laughs> he 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 loved CMLL, and he was. I, I he said something which did almost draw me to it. But it's a bunch of old guys like Ultimo Guerrero or um, Ray. Bronco or whoever it was, who just all fight each other because they're all mad at each other for unmasking each other like 15 years ago. Oh, the <laughs> which, is an, which is an amazing thought. It's like, you unmask me. You unmask me. You're actually quite handsome. As are you, Bash. Who <laughs> 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 knew CMLL was so shallow? <laughs> well, fucking... Right, in the, but... I, right, I don't want to... I don't want to... In the last two matches... It has resorted to you talking about taking things off. <laughs> okay, we're not doing a prop bet about if Takahashi takes off Dragon Lee's mask, calls him handsome, and then they wrestle. That's <laughs> that's not a prop bet that's happening. That, that, that is a DDT feud if I've ever heard one. God, I know. Tell me about it. So, right, who are you going for? I, okay, Takahashi's going to win, but I want Dragon Lee to win so much. Yeah, well, Hiromu's my boy, so I'm going to go for Hiromu anyway, but this is probably... Um, what? There's three locks for me that are definitely going to happen, and that's the Bucks, this match, and the main event. Yeah, but I will say very quickly before we move on to the last two matches, is I am disgusted at the lack of Tai Chi on this card. Wow. No, there's no (laughs) Tai Chi at all. In fact, Suzuki Gun are only in one match. Yeah, and it's the two heavy hitters. The two best ones, to be perfectly honest. If we're if we're Um... If we're being honest. Don't you dare say Tai Chi. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> you will hang up his call. <laughs> I will stop this podcast recording right now. <laughs> You'll be fired. <laughs> um, right, so what's next? What are we moving on to um, next? Jay White versus Juice Robinson. Oh, this is going to be fantastic. This is going to be great. Like these people, Juice Robinson had a great showing last year in the G1. He did. Great showing against Kenny Omega for the US title a few months later. Yep. And like he even had a really good match with Cody, which is quite hard. It is uh, quite hard. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I I think Juice might take it from Jay White. Jay, I feel so sorry for Jay White because like it's I think he's been judged by the caliber of opponent. He's ever been given too high an opponent to where you can't really tell if it's like his two best matches were um, Tanahashi and um, Omega. And like you can't when you're wrestling with Omega, you can't tell how good someone is because it's Omega. And when you rest, and same with Tanahashi, whereas um, with his other opponents, it's been Finley and Hangman, who they're sort of too low down to judge how good someone is. I think Juice is at the exact right level for Jay White. 
I agree. Mm, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I think the problem is with JY, he was saddled with a gimmick that was very outlandish, shall we say? I mean, people expected mm. when the when the vignette started. I remember people saying that it was a dead cert to be Sammy Callahan. Um, and I think Sammy, I think Sammy Callahan would have done the gimmick a lot better. But Jay, in, I mean, I will say now that after Wrestle Kingdom twelve and his match against Taka, uh, Tanahashi, sorry, which was was a good, was an okay match. It wasn't the best. From this year's Wrestle Kingdom, it just had so many really good matches that it got lost. And look at where it was. It was in between two absolutely stellar matches. What was it in between again? It was in between uh, Omega and Jericho. And okay, yeah. obviously the main uh, events. Naito and Okada. Okay, yeah. So I mean it was he was overshadowed massively and you know, he came in did he come in at King of Pro Wrestling? He came yeah. back after excursion and then challenged Tanahashi for the Intercontinental Championship and then he was in the semi main event of Wrestle Kingdom and it just felt like there was a lot of there was suddenly a lot of Jay White. A lot of people weren't behind yeah. the gimmick. The and thing is people were saying like it came out of nowhere and I think people say that haven't don't know the story behind Okada. So Well, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Jay White has grown on me massively. I yeah. like I like his heel work, I like I, his just only... I'm being a dickhead face. The only thing I don't like is um, not his facials, just his face. Just his face. He, he just don't like he his looked, face. It's, he's too, it's sort of like the same problem Pete Dunne had up until about a year ago, in that he looked too young. Yeah. No, I can like, see that. Then, he's too fresh-faced, isn't he? Yeah. And then, like, Pete Dunne, sort of, he grew his hair out. He sort of grew an ugly um, shit beard. You know, he started looking good. Jay White just needs to grow an ugly shit beard. Yeah, to but, go with his like, ugly shit hair. To go, to go with his gimmicks, maybe start cutting himself. You know, Whoa. just... <laughs> Whoa! We are not advocating that. <laughs> not, not real cutting himself. Like ketchup. Holy shit! <laughs> um, I don't know how half my shows make it past you. To be honest, no, neither do I. Because I listen to them and just think, yeah, that's fine. And then I'll go back and go, oh man, did wait I a really just upload that. Um, <laughs> not, not only that, he has some very offensive jokes. He um, does. <laughs> now. I'm going to go for Juice as well. And mine is just on the strength of one promo. And mm. the promo where he said it was just, a, it was a really, whereas a lot of Jay's stu- uh, Juice's, Jay's stuff, Juice's stuff is quite over the top because that's his character. Um, this one was quite subdued. And it was after he broke his hand um, in mm-hmm. one of the Kazuna shows, I think. Um, and he just came out and he said, you know, an American's never held this title. Well, guess what? I'm gonna come out with um, tassels on my nipples and bald eagles flying out of my ass. I'm gonna be so American, it's gonna fucking hurt. And he just went off on Jay White, and it was fantastic, and it was in so California, impassioned. In California, that's not gonna get over. He can't be American in California. Well, uh, watch Juice Robinson will get it over because. Yeah, Juice, do you know what? Did he go on? Did you hear the gay choke that was made by um, the, not JR last year during the G1 special? Oh, uh, Joss Barnett. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. It was, it was like, what was it? It was like, um, oh, he had um, a big big women following in Japan. It's like, well, he has rainbows on his type. Maybe the men like him too. Oh, it's just like, oh, no. It's, well, let's face not... it. The commentary wasn't great, was it, on the G no. the G one last year? I remember watching. I remember watching it with um, um and JR just kept getting the Briscoes mixed up. It's like they don't even look the same. Did you ask me? Mi- be... Kept getting the Briscoes mixed up. He mixed up Evil and Bushi. How do you mix up Evil and Bushi? Exactly. It's like mix. It's like mixing up Rey Mysterio and a fat guy. 
Yes, it is. But he also called Zack Sabre Jr. Will Ospreay. Oh, God. They're British. They all look the same. Yeah, that is true. He had a mare. Um, uh, going back going back to the match, juice, definitely. It's got to be juice. Yeah, def- definitely juice. Um, I think this is going to be a... This, this is going to be a coming out party for both men. I hope um, so. Not, not in the Josh Barnett way. Not in the Josh um, Barnett way. <laughs> um, it's going to be... Because JY hasn't had a chance to fight someone his level. Juice Robinson is definitely his level. Very, very young boys around the same time. That's something you don't realise. I didn't notice him at the time. Because I remember the time I was getting into New Japan, of course, massive into NXT, as everyone was. Yes. And Juice Robinson was at ringside for Nakamura AJ. And I didn't notice that first time around. And when someone points that out, I'm like, holy shit, it's CJ Parker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... If you watch it, if you look at his gimmick now, you know, mm. you look back at NXT and look at him as this kind of weird hippie and you're like, what the fuck did they do with you? And then obviously be, he's gone into New Japan and he's this, he's, you know, be, people love him. Be fair to him. He got the hippie thing over. He did, but he was, it was, it was a massive like, glass to, ceiling gimmick. To, no, to the point where it made sense he was the one fighting Kevin Owens on his debut. He was sort yeah. of the Dolph Ziggler of NXT where he was putting over guys as they came in. Yeah, fair enough. Because he did it with Owens, he did it with Corbin. He did it with Mojo Rawley. Did he? Yes, he did. I can't remember that far back, Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why is it NXT Arrival, I think? It's it's I've, awful. I, I just noticed something, though. This is, again, sandwiched between two very high-profile matches. Exactly, and... It worries me slightly that Jay White finds himself in that position again because mm. like, do not, you consider it's... not the title? Do you mm-hmm. consider Jay White a person who can semi-main event a show at the moment? No. Exactly, and that's what it's I'm too concerned young. about. But like, you know, at the same time, when do you start giving young talent the chance to perform in that way? I mean, the guy semi-main evented the biggest Wrestle Kingdom in New Japan's history, mm-hmm. so. He knew Japan are obviously hot on him. Obviously, they wouldn't um, have given him the title. Yeah. And they definitely um, wouldn't have had him beat Omega for the title. To be fair, he did very good work in Ring of Honor. Like, solid he work. Did. He, didn't, he didn't show any character in that time. And that's a massive problem because his uh, character at the moment is extremely character-based as opposed to wrestling-based. Like, And he's doing he, a lot better a... with it. I will say that now. Mm. Like he needed time to get into it, and he's actually really funny on social media. He is really funny on social media. Did, did to be fair, that? his did you hear him uh, in the press conference before the G for Strong Style Evolved, where he absolutely I don't... buried Hangman Page? Oh, it it's was not hard just to fantastic. Band. I know, but it was so I, quick and I, just fantastic. I don't tend to watch the press con- conferences, but, um, especially uh, um, at that point of the year because college is really heavy at that point. But ah, okay, yeah, like I when. At that point, I was I wasn't even watching like the Row Two shows, but <laughs> just the big shows. Yeah, um, but this point, but when lights with you have to draw a line. But yeah, um, Juice Robinson is definitely the one to win this. Go on, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, shall we go on to the main event? Oh Christ! A rematch from Ring of Honor. Fuck! What was it called? Super Card of Honor Twelve. Super Card of Honor, the most disappointing card of this year. Um, can you think of a more disappointing card? Actually, was there a great match on that card? Um, I can guarantee Backlash 2018 was worse. I no, I don't think it's the worst card of this year. I'm saying it's the not the worst card; it's the worst pay per view. It was shocking. Yeah. Uh, Backlash no, Lane back... was terrible. 
Okay, uh, but I didn't have any expectation for that. Uh, okay, yeah, fair enough. It was... Don't get me... Like, it was worse than last year's um, Death Before... Um... Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, like, it, last year's was actually pretty good. It had the Hardy vs. Bucks. It had a good match between Castle and... Um... Daniels that had a good match between like it wasn't so New Japan heavy the year before. Yeah, it was very New Japan heavy this year. But I think that's a big problem. Like the only person who don't seem to be suffering from this is CMLL and they have their own problems. Both Ring of Honor and Rev Pro are relying too heavily on their partnership with New Japan. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> but rematch from um Ring of Honor earlier this year, Kenny Omega, the new IWGP heavyweight champion, taking on Depending on whether or not you're on television, Cody Rhodes. Um, I don't. I'm not hype for this match. Like the story going into this match is great. Yeah. Like, do you watch being really? No, I don't. I don't want. I only watch being really after like big shows. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like a palate cleanser, and especially after Omega One, I wanted to see what we did. Um, <laughs> it's funny going in because like, hang on, when did Joey Ryan die? Die? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> But, um, yeah, they were t- sort of telling a story there of Cody wanted to congratulate Kenny and he was sort of stopping other members of Bullet Club from going out there to ruin the match. Yeah. So I was like, I thought that was interesting. But then, of course, that doesn't play into New Japan's no, d- plans. <laughs> They're obviously adding another layer to the Cody character, which is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cody has been, like, character-wise, has been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Character-wise, um, he's been on another level. In, in terms of heels, I can only think of two people I think are better as heels. Yeah, he's been fantastic. His entire American Nightmare gimmick has just mm. been absolutely fantastic. You know, his match with Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom was far better than anyone else thought it would be. And it's, no, I didn't think it would be any good. See, but it was far better than you thought it would be. Oh, yeah, it was def- It was match of the night before Je- Omega and Jericho, definitely. Yeah. I'd say it was, I'd, I'd say it was better than Okada Naito. Okada Naito, I thought, disappointed a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, to be fair, we've never had a great match, both two. No, they, I think there's a bit of a clash of style there. Um, yeah. But, wrestling-wise, in the ring, you know, and it's almost a universal truth that he still wrestles a WWE a style. Exactly. And whilst that's not necessarily a bad thing in Ring of Honor or in America, wrestling for New Japan, where you've got a Japan audience that have a very high expectation of their wrestling, can Cody keep up? He's improved... He- massively and obviously wrestling people like mm-hmm. Kota Ibushi you're going to learn a lot and I think Cody is better in a tag team than he is main eventing shows of course um, with regards to his style I think having a WWE style as a heel isn't a bad thing slowing the pace but at the same, yeah but at the same time he there's a difference between slowing down the pace and being Randy Orton and... <laughs> yes I agree with that like and that's that's the problem. He he reminds me so much of Randy Orton. Like he, I like you hear Jim Cornette talk about how people would be in a headlock for so long and people would be screaming. That's when people thought wrestling was real. Nobody's under that illusion anymore. No. And um, fucking Cody, he does. That's where his match at Wrestling Duntaku fell apart. Was when Co- Cody can't lead a match. No, he can't. No, because at Wrestle Kingdom, Ibushi was definitely holding his hand through that whole match. Absolutely. Like, when Cody can throw in his... And it's you can see it all the way through his Ring of Honor title reign. 
in that he wasn't wrestling like none of his matches really stand out. Can you remember one match from his Ring of Honor title right? Um, apart from the actual, apart from when he won apart... the title and lost the title, no. Exactly. Like, um, and it wasn't like he was against bad people. It was against Daniels and Lethal and people like that. Don Castle, yeah, exactly. I remember he, when some people were like, oh, Don Castle went out of nowhere. It's like, no, we've been building Dalton up for a little while. I was while. just going to say, Dalton is a massive Ring of Honor guy. Yeah, um, and they've literally been building him up since the UK tour. Yeah. Um, to win that title. So, But anyway, this isn't a Ring of Honor podcast. No, um, like, If Cody's leading a match, it's going to be an average match. He has a lot of the same shortcomings that someone like Randy Orton. And it's not like, like I don't think it, he's lazy. No, he's not lazy. I just don't think he's got, I don't know. I don't know whether it's a confidence thing or whether he's just not, I, I don't want to say the ability because he has got the ability. I just yeah, don't like think he, it's, I mean, WWE, when he was wrestling for them, they never gave him an opportunity to to shine. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he was, in that sort of time span when, yes, he had the Intercontinental Championship, but so did Santino Morella. So, like he, <clears throat> he, like every time something looked like it was going to be good, he was cut off. It was cut off. Like his feud with Sandow could have went. It started at Money in the Bank. It could have ended at Survivor Series. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it could have spanned that long, and it didn't. And both guys suffered. Like his, um, and his his best matches were part as, as part of tag teams, as you've touched on. He's a much better tag team wrestler because his style, like the revival, um, do a very similar style to him. But as a tag team, you don't it necessarily notice it as much, do you? No, because when it... you're putting in a headlock, it's part of a psychology. You're doing it so he can't reach his pa- exactly. partner. That helps. That helps build a suspense. There's an end game there. There's no end game when you're just putting someone in a headlock and sitting about for an an hour. Um, Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've already said that I would love to see Okada in World Tag League with, you know, a Goto Mm. or an Ishii. I'd love to see Cody in World Tag League. Get Cody in there, whether it's with, I don't know, Yajiro or even Hangman. He 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 is pretty good with Hangman. He had a decent match. They've got good chemistry, him and Hangman. Yeah, when I went to see him. Um, Yeah, I think we're both saying Omega's winning this, obviously. Well, yeah, that's why we're not talking about Kenny Omega. He's winning yeah. this. It's his first defense. He's just taken it off a card, having had the one of the best matches, or the best match, if you're Dave Meltzer, the best match in the mm-hmm. history of the world. So why I... on earth would you then give it to Cody on effectively what is, you know, looking at the card, it's not the best card in the world. They're mm-hmm. not going to do it here, it's, are they? It's Dantaku level. It is. Actually, in fact, I thought Dantaku than... was better. I No, I'd say this is better than... Um, I think maybe because it's over two days, but okay, there's more high profile matches, but in terms of percentage of high profile matches, this. I don't know, what would you rather see? Omega versus Cody, or would you rather see Tanahashi versus Okada? Right, that's not. That's not a fair comparison. <laughs> okay. I think when I was thinking Dontaku, I was thinking night one and not. <laughs> okay. Hey, would you, would you like shit or gold? <laughs> um. Oh Christ! Uh, right, it's, 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 you know, when was the last time someone had a great defense on their first defense? I can't think of many. No, I can't think of many. Every time someone like, every time someone people have wanted to be champion for a while, they always give them a shit defense first, and it's been that way for fucking ages. Yeah. Like um, when Mysterio first won, his first challenger was fucking JBL. 
yeah. when Danny Bryan won his first challenge with Kane. It seems to be a tradition to give someone shit and see if they can turn it into gold. But you don't need to do that with Omega. No, you don't. I get, this, I, this definitely wasn't the biggest draw they could do. I don't. I definitely... think if this had have been, if it had been this show where Strong Style Evolved was, that I think was where Omega versus Cody was. Hotter. Cody would draw. Yeah. Yeah, but now now we've seen them work a match, and I, despite the fact I don't think it's a very good match, I don't think they can do better. If anyone is going to draw a bad match out of Cody, it's it, going it, to be it, Omega. Yeah, because, again, Omega wasn't leading the match at Ring of Honor because it's not his home. No. Like, um, that's the thing with Cody. I can't fully invest in in him as a New Japan character, not just because of his work rate, but because Ring of Honor is his home. Yeah. So, like, he's not going to be in the G1. He's not going to have a lengthy title reign even if he does win the title. Which surprises me. He was possibly the biggest surprise omission for me. Really? From the G1. I, I, I think we talked about this just before. I didn't think Cody was going to be in. He's Ring of Honor's biggest draw, and at the end of the day, Ring of Honor have first sale, uh, first dibs on him. But not giving up their biggest draw um, for what? How long is the G1? It's almost two months, isn't it? Uh, and... July starts July. Oh, it's July to uh, like mid August. Yeah, early mid August. But they're not giving up. They're, bring... they're running shows consistently throughout that time, but not giving up Cody for six weeks. Yeah, which again is a major reason why Omega is taking this. Yeah. Um, when you need the champion in the G1, it makes no sense. Like you can get away with not having the IC title in there and having it on Jericho, but but build something. You're not get, gaining anything putting it on Cody. But here's the thing: they never take the traditional route, New Japan. No. Like if you think last year post G1, um, but everyone thought it was going to be um Omega Ibushi at the Dome, and it <laughs> then the main event was something no one could ever have thought was going to happen. True. Um, unless you're Dave Meltzer, who has claimed he thought it was going to happen, but <laughs> yeah, it's it, it could happen. And but quite frankly, if Cody was going to take the title, it was going to be as a surprise last year. Yeah, he's you not know? he's not taking it here. It's it's, it's Omega one hundred percent. I think it, don't get me wrong. I think the ending of this match is going to be screwy. Oh yeah, god yes. The Young Bucks are definitely going to get involved. The Young Bucks are going to be there. I think it's going to sort of draw a line between Omega's side of... Def, gonna, if there's ever going to be a point where you see who's on Omega's side, who's on Cody's side, that's where. Cause... If this if this leads to a more defined line between the Bullet Club, between because at the moment, <laughs> fuck knows what's going on. No, Because like, yeah, you've um... got Hangman Page and Cody who seem to be on one side, and then mm. Marty Skrull seems to be darting between the two and then yeah, you've got Co- Tamatonga, Tongaloa, um, Badluck Fale who seem to be just on any one side. Chase Owens who's tagging they... with Cody on one point then Omega another. Mm-hmm. Well, the way I'm seeing it, I'm looking on New Japan's site they still have officially have Omega in the Bullet Club. They still do? Um, yeah. So nice. what, the way I think Bullet Club is right now and this is how I'm interpreting it um, on one side, you have Cody and Hangman. On the other side, you have Kenny and the Bucks. Um, Marty is going to go anywhere that's not, uh, at that point, that's not going to get him beaten up. Because he's basically a jobber. Yeah. And um, Chase Owens and Yujiro Takahashi really just need a Bullet Club name to stay relevant, so they're just going to just stay out of it. Yeah. I agree. And Tamato- like, Tamatonga, if anyone is going to make a power play during this, it's going to be him. And he already has by bringing in Bone Soldier. Yeah, true. So, 
yeah, it's sort of the end of this on a downer, which makes it sound like I'm not hyped for this card. I am. Like, I'm staying up um, till when's this going to end? Like, 5 a.m. to watch this? Something ridiculous like that, yes. Yeah, it starts at 1 a.m. And <laughs> even nine matches, that's going to go long. Like, I'm, I'm willing to stay up to watch this, which I, is a thing I only really reserve for big four pay-per-views because normally with New Japan, you just get up early. But yeah. um, I didn't stay up last year for the G1 special, which I regret. But it was like two nights in a row and I couldn't hack it. No. But no, I am quite hyped for this show, just not the main event. No, not the main event, which is weird. Um, mm-hmm. Especially since Kenny Omega is the champion going in. Exactly. Where, do, where does Kenny go post G1, you think? Who's going to be his challenger? Who's going to beat him in the G1? Um. Well, let's have a look at the G1 blocks. Um. I mean, who did you say... Who do you think is coming out of the G1 on top? Who do you think is coming um, Not the on G1? top. Um, more, we can go on to that in a second. If you want, what I'm thinking more right now is... Who's going who's gonna to go over him the, in his block? Yeah, who's going to beat G, Who's gonna beat Omega? Not win the G1 and okay, get a title match. Omega's in block... B? Yeah, block B. Um, I think Tamatanga has a good chance of doing that. Okay, because I've got an idea of who I want to win the G1. Okay, we can we can probably end on that um, on that about doing full on um, predict um, for a full on preview. But um, I, in terms of going over Omega, I think it's either going to be Naito, Saber, Ishi, or um, Tamatonga. Okay, I think Juice. Uh huh. Oh, okay. That's quite an outsider for... Yeah, I think Naito will get over him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Naito. I think... Has has Omega ever beat... Yeah, Omega has beat Naito. Yeah, he has. Uh, Last year, in fact. Um, Aye. And I think Ibushi as well. I don't think Ibushi's going to beat... I think Belbat will go to a draw and Ibushi will go into the finals. I think Ibushi will be in the final. Whether he wins it or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would love to um, see Ibushi take on Omega at the Dome, but you know we yeah. wanted that before, and you know, I mean, looking at the other block, you've got Elgin, Evil, Bad Luck, Farley, Makabe, Okada, Page, Hangman, Page, Suzuki, Tanahashi, Jay White, and Yoshihashi. There's not, you know, there's no one there bar you know the two of Okada and Tanahashi. There's no one there that makes me think, holy shit, the dome. It's going to be a card. I think Suzuki, but that, I think that's mostly just because I love how Suzuki wrestles. Suzuki. Yeah. Suzuki's but that's. Meant. He is amazing. Like, I remember when he first came back, because the only time I'd have seen him before he came back was at What Culture, which makes me hate myself. <laughs> oh, no, because he was on Wrestle Kingdom 9, and yes. then he sort of went away. Um. And then he came back. He was in a what culture show, and I was like, oh, "I remember you. You had the dome. You had white hair. Now you don't. I don't <laughs> like this." And then like he beat Joe Coffey, which made me mad. But um, yeah. yeah, he's just the best. Like that. If pe- people sort of shout on his match with Okada, and it's almost like they've never seen a technical matchup before. It's it's because it's not the quick pace that I think everyone expects every match in New Japan to be. But that's not what New Japan is. No, that's it's not never... at all. That's what the junior yeah. heavyweight division is. That's not what New Japan is. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to be... Well, that's the problem, because mo- if people didn't get in with Omega, um, with Omega versus Okada, which was fast-paced, they got in with Ricochet Osprey. Yeah. 
So, so who do, predictions for finals? Okay, so we're ending on our predictions for the final. Um, yes. I think it's going to be. Hmm. I'm looking at the blocks. Give me two. Give give us two because it's G one and anything can happen. Okay, so at a block A, uh huh, I'm going either a Carter. I mean, right. block A seems more cut and dry. I think it's Okada or Tanahashi. Okay. What about you? Block A. Uh, and block A, um, they're not beyond putting surprises. Goto was in the final. Yeah, true. So, and they've not even gone beyond surprises winning. Like, when Naito won, I don't think he was even expected to win. No. So, I am going... Like, the last two have been predictable. It's been Naito and Omega, yeah. cut and dry, almost. But, like, this year's a lot more unpredictable, which I think is good. Um, I don't think Okada or Tanahashi... I think I Okada or Tanahashi, I don't think... think I'm going to not pick one of them for the sake of being different. I think okay. Suzuki okay. need... I think, Okada, I think Okada might actually slip down. Okay. I'm, like, I'm not I, saying I wouldn't want to see that. I just don't I think that Gado's ready to do that. No, but I, I can see Okada picking up... Not a million losses, but enough. Okay, yeah. To not, to not make fall it. into obscurity. Like... Looking at here, Elgin, JY, Bad, um, Fale, and Suzuki, I think all have a great chance of beating him. Same as Yoshihashi, obviously, yeah. <laughs> and from Block B, I ain't seen you're ever going for Omega or Ibushi. Um, I know Omega, Omega's not going to do it. I don't it think Omega's going to make it out of the block now. No. I think it'll be Ibushi or. Block B is just better than Block A, and block isn't it? it? Block B is far better. It was, um, it was Sabre Juniors. I don't think it'll be Sabre Junior because he won the New Japan Cup. So mm, they've, they've done New Japan. Then again, that was Okada and... Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean... Okay, I'm going to go Ibushi and Naito. No, right. I, I'd probably be the same, to be honest. If I was going to go Dark Horse, Ishii. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Fuck, Toriyano's been in a lot of fucking G1s. The one I have is Jesus. off of Wrestling Inc. And it's like telling you how many consecutive. He's been in 13 G1s and 12 consecutive. Bloody hell. I, hang on. What, who's, is there anyone above him here? Um, the only, the only Makabe, two people beating him is Makabe and Tanahashi. He's the third most experienced man in the field. Fuck me. Jesus. <laughs> the only thing is, with the with the New Japan Cup, that sort of can be anyone wins it because mm-hmm. ultimately your prize is you know, the main not... event of Sakura Genesis, which, you know, yeah. is it's sort of like show. main event in Backlash. Exa- exactly. That's exactly what it is. Whereas the G1, you want that surprise, but you also want someone you know is going to draw because you're headlining the dome. And look what they did with Naito. What was it? Yeah. Four years ago, five years ago, where they realized that, oh shit, we've made a balls up here and took the main event off him. Yeah, like he took main events off him. They took the never open weight title off him, which they take it off everyone. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but to be fair, it was against Nakamura and Tanahashi. Of course, that was going to win a fan vote. Yeah, obviously. Um, but yeah, in terms of what's going to draw for the dome, um, Abushi versus Omega would be a draw. I don't think that would be a blood feud though. No, I don't think there will be a blood food. Uh, blood food, blood feud, um, blood food, <laughs> black pudding. Um, <laughs> but I think. An Ibushi Omega match based solely on let's see who's better. Just <laughs> there doesn't need to be a story better than that. I'd see, love the, to the see per- the perfect way to do that was okay. We, uh, they have them have a draw and have that be what puts Ibushi through. Yeah, 
and then because Abu because what the what hindered Ibushi last year because he didn't do half as well as people expected is that he didn't he didn't seem fully committed to New Japan. He still wanted to to jump around to fuck about. He has yeah. Has he wrestled anywhere but New Japan this year? I don't think he has. Apart from Ring of Honor, no, no. So, see, apart from affiliates of New Japan, he hasn't wrestled anywhere. So he seems to be fully invested, which you can sort of see in his push. Like, it's mad that he's been around for so long, this massive star, and it's only his fourth entrance and for and his second consecutive. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, in terms of good showings, I think Sonata could really have a coming out story here, like Evo had last year. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Again, I don't think he'll make it, but he could be third, fourth Definitely. in the block. No. Yeah, um, I think Maccabee is going to pull a tiger mask and have a surprisingly good run. Yeah, so do I. I think this will be Maccabee's last one as well. Yeah, which is such a, like none of the um, New Japan dads are in here for the first time, which is sad. Yeah, I, I think Maccabee fills that, doesn't he? You know, I think he's the only one who could clarif- you know, classify as that. There's no um, Nakanishi, there's no Nagata, there's no... Um, I'm I'm gonna miss Nagata so much. Like they uh, haven't filled the whole Nagata left very well because they filled it with Hangman. That's your god. I mean, oh, what all the dads I, are there's tens on. You're not gonna put him in. Every yeah, time he wrestles, I fear he might die. Yeah, that's the problem. In that they both lost big. Um, both the juniors and the G1 has lost big names, and we didn't fill them too well. Like they lost Liger. Actually, we filled Liger with Saban, which is fine. That's fine. Yeah, I'd, I like but, Saban. I find it weird that Shelley wasn't in the different discussion. Um, yeah. But, like, the, the holes left by the G... Like, so many better people could have filled what Hangman did. Like, take I, like in the G1, like, I, I know if I'm shitting on both of them more podcasts. Take out Yoshiashi. Take out um, Hangman. Because both of them are stinking up A-block. Like, that... But, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, makes least... it makes it very predictable, that block, doesn't it? Yeah, take them out. John Morrison was um, rumoured. Put him in there. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. And put in Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb should be in there. Oh, Jeff Cobb. Imagine Jeff... Like, we would have Elgin versus Jeff Cobb at that point. Which we should have because of the beef they had after World Tag League, which was just fantastic. Yeah. Especially after Gato made him tag with War Machine in WrestleMania, <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom then. That was amazing. Just the War Machine booking out there was amazing. Fuck Michael Elgin. Yes, fuck Michael Elgin. You can, we were literally saying fuck Michael Elgin coming out. It was amazing. Oh, it was. It was brilliant. Poor Elgin. <laughs> I remember people going, they're going to wrap Elgin up, and they haven't. So they must re- They must really like him. They must rate him massively. Yeah, absolutely. Do, do be is there a better big man? Oh, Keith Lee. Keith, Keith Lee's better. Yeah, um, without a shadow of a doubt. Walter. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. But that's the problem. There's so many good big men, and they're all good for very different reasons. That's true. Walter's not athletic, Walter is just the chops. But yeah, Walter is Nagata except much bigger. Exactly, exactly. Um, and Elgin's basically the modern day Vader. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and Jeff Cobb is basically Samoa Joe inflated. I can see that as well. Oh, yeah, because he's Samoa. Samoa Joe in what's it? Imagine Samoa Joe in um, New Japan. Oh, oh God, has he? He has. We must have had a few matches because them and TNA had a. Say again, sorry. He, they must have had a few matches um, in New Japan. Um, Samoa Joe, because them and New Japan had um, TNA and New Japan had an agreement. Oh yeah, so when they... he must have had a few matches. I guarantee. That's yeah. when they, that's when they were shit though. So <laughs> that's when they were having the whole controversy with Brock Lesnar. So oh god, yeah, I remember that. Oh, oh well. 
Never mind. So, oh well, that was the Young Line podcast. Ending on a somewhat disappointing note. Like we we because we, we ended on a disappointment with the G1 special. So I was like, let's quickly move on to the G1 just so we have something f- nice to end on. And then we talked about how shit New Japan was in the mid two thousands. Just we're we're doomed to repeat our mistakes but that's been the online podcast i've been chris joined by rob thanks for coming along no problem mate thank you for having me great i hope um you're and if you want to you're invited along for the review of g1 special because i'm assuming you're watching that as well of course of course we'll do yeah. that um well we'll have that schedule if there's if there's someone else on it's probably going to take a wee bit longer just because schedules are a bitch Absolutely. but um which is no one's fault. There's life outside of wrestling, which I know I was surprised when I found that out too. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but I've been Chris. That's been Rob. It's been great having you. Um, go follow us on Twitter. Um, I'm at oman97, and Rob, you are at real Rob Goodwin. Okay, go follow us over on Twitter. Go like Podmania on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, I, there's so much shit to plug here. Um, on a personal <laughs> note, I am, of course, writing over on um, Life and Nerdy. I have a piece about Chris Benoit coming out quite soon. That, that should be a, a, shit, a shit fire. Um, <laughs> go, go follow us in all of the relevant places. It's been great having you. See you next time. Bye-bye.